Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to an extra, extra edition of The Alignment Show. I'm drawn on my old newspaper background. You know, I don't guess they put out extra issues anymore. Everything's online. But this is not our regular Wednesday edition. I wanted to have an extra episode because we have a guest that we have had on before. Uh, Bidia Raman was with us on March the 22nd talking about how she got to where she is now. And she mentioned during that show that she had a book coming out. Well, folks, the official launch for that book is tomorrow. And so we wanted to get Vidya on today. Vidya, welcome back to The Alignment Show. Thank you so much, Don. Yes, I'm so happy. You're so generous to bring me back. Oh, well, and and we'll do this for all of our guests that have have books out, you know, if we can catch the launch. But uh, this just timed out perfectly. It it actually, uh, your book came out just a little bit early for some folks. Uh, I think uh, they got it out uh, for, I don't know, Mother's Day weekend or something. Yeah, for my, yes. Go ahead. For the early readers, you know, my book launch team members, yes, but it's available, really. <laughs> Anybody can get it. <laughs> okay, very well, and, and we'll show it here real quick because it, it's up there on uh, Amazon. And we will, those of you who are seeing it on video, we will share a QR code in a little bit so that you can get to it. Uh, the folks that are with us audio only, we'll put it in the show notes. But we wanted to focus today on the book. You know, uh, we, we had a great conversation when you were on with us March 22nd. And, of course, you were talking about there, your journey through, um, I started to say corporate America. It's a corporate global, you know, really, we're talking about because I guess corporate culture is kind of the same everywhere, right? Yes. Yes. Corporate culture is the same everywhere. Uh, you just need to play the game well. It's not when I say it's not nefarious or anything, but it's it's a very different world, you know. And you work with a lot of people, so generally your people skills and how you get along with people, how you create allies, all of that is very important for success in the corporate world. Yeah. And this this may or may not be a big thing that you did in the book, but it just struck me. You said you know it's how you play the game. It's not nefarious. And it just struck me, you know, if you're playing a basketball game and you try to play as if it's football, uh, there's going to be problems. You got to understand the game you're playing. And so you've written a book that is really designed to help people play the game. Might we say at the highest level, I don't mean necessarily the most effective, but at the least stressful, the, the, uh, the way the game works. Exactly. You know, the so generally in my book, I've, it's a framework. So I'm showing people how to first know who they are, because any process we know, any process of growth, whether it's personal or professional, starts with self-awareness. But I also really dive deep into social awareness, the people you work with. And all, why are you learning about other people is to reduce friction, because if you start having friction, Uh, When I say it could could be a conflict, it could be issues, the things that lead to your stress. 
And the more stress you're under, you're going to either feel overwhelmed, worn out, and not working on the right things. For you to work on the right things, you've got to create a more harmonious environment. And that's what I speak about social awareness. That's why I said it's not about being nefarious. It's about managing people well so that you can get your job done well and get ahead. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, you've been speaking about this topic for a while, I think. Is this one of those things that as you... As you work with audiences, you realize people needed more background, um, more depth than what you can do in a typical speech situation or, or, you know, how did the book come about, I guess? Right. Now, I know this topic is near and dear to so many people. Um, my career spanned over 25 plus years. And listen, I've heard my co-workers, colleagues, friends, friends in other companies, right? I've heard the same story. It is challenging. I almost call it a little bit of Game of Thrones kind of a a thing in a corporate world. But Mm. it's such a and, you know, the greatest pain comes from knowing that you have a lot of potential. You have a lot to offer, but somehow you don't get the opportunities to showcase your skills and contribute. And I think that's where the pain comes. So so it's a very important topic. And like you said, in a speech, I can't delve deep. I can't truly show there's detailed steps that you got to consider, the intentionality you have to bring into your daily activities. So this book was so needed. And so this book was near and dear my heart because of my own torturous journey <laughs> to eventually uh, ending up in a very good place. Um, but I wanted to showcase this to other people and say, you know, you too can do it. My uh, mentees have done it. My clients have done it. Uh, and in each of it, there's no one size fits all you got to apply it to wherever you are. But if you feel like you're not living your true potential, there is a way to get you to do that. And don't wait. I'm trying to relax the bond of dependency with your manager. I want I want people to become more self-reliant and find their own power, find their personal power and execute with your personal power to see. Okay. Something. Okay. I- I'm wondering, um, uh, and this may be putting you on the spot. We're here on a live show, but can you think of an example, something that is in the book that you weren't able to deal with effectively out loud, you know, in a speech situation? It might be a topic that you just weren't able to delve into, or maybe something that you have talked about and you realize that the book would give you the opportunity to go in greater depth. Oh, yeah. I think. Um... If I were to go into detail in a speech about self-awareness and social awareness, I may bore people because there's a mm-hmm. lot to it. Right. So right. I, I just gave the headlines on that because there are other parts of the speech, especially the one where they're building their brand is more interesting from a speech perspective. But I tell you, you can't build a brand if you don't have the foundation of awareness done right. So the area I can't speak about in great detail is the awareness piece, which I really threw myself into in the book because it's also sectioned into insights, you know, my 25 plus years, plus not just insights from me, insights from other people too. The wisdom I have received from other self-help authors, so many other people. I mean, my first teachers were self-help authors. So all the books I read, all the CDs I listened to. So it helped me. And then I just refined it for the corporate world. Um, many, many, many insights on how to apply. So, yes. So to answer your question, um, the awareness piece could be very dry from a speech perspective, but a lot of it is essential to build your future self. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, here on 
on this show and within our community, we talk about uh, process a lot. One of the things, uh, a lot of the folks listening to this podcast probably already know this, but there may be folks who have not thought about this before. Uh, like a speech is not just a paper out loud. Out loud, the speech has strengths. Writing, reading has strengths for detail. Um, there are things we were talking about out loud. Some of the detail could be boring. It's not boring in writing. It's just a different kind of processing. And so um, just as we look at that whole process, I don't want to leave listeners and viewers with the idea that the speech is just where you take the book and do it out loud or the book is just where you take your speech and expand it. They are different strengths. And so, folks, if you're thinking, hey, I've heard Vidya talk before, you need the book. And if you buy her book, you need to bring her in to expand on that in the speech. I mean, they're, they're two very different ways of processing information. Now, as you put it together, uh, Vidya, one of the things that's being discussed a lot in business these days among writers, among speakers, is the impact of AI, you know, Okay, we're getting to a point in our culture to where if it's just a straight how-to book, the AI is going to do that. And so where people like you and me come in is where we filter it through our unique experiences, our humanity. So even though you are drawing on the self-help authors that came before you, you're drawing on your own experience, you're filtering their word through your experience, and thereby you're giving people something that they can't get anywhere else. Is that yes. your experience in putting this together? Oh, yes. By the way, the, the whole book, in fact, one of my early readers told me this. There are so many vignettes, stories, anecdotes from my personal journey, those of my uh, mentees. Um, and I tell you, and like, like you said, my foundation of self-help came from authors before me, but the application in the corporate world is so different and they get refined based on life experiences, the wisdom that comes with it. So the whole book may have, it's a framework, but it's filled with stories and examples that connect and relate. And I tell you, that is, that's why I, I sometimes, I don't want to say this book is amazing because, but it's got such stories. It's so not dry. It's the opposite. I call this, a, people have told me it's super duper exciting because People see parallels with their own world when they read the stories because it kind of goes across, like you said, not just corporate America, the corporate environment around the world. You know, mm -hmm. so very relevant, very true stories, um, very relatable is what I would say. Yeah. And then now, tell me a little bit about as we're moving forward. I think pandemic or whatever, the, there there were already changes happening in corporate culture. And the pandemic kind of accelerated those trends. What you're talking about in playing the game and that sort of thing, it goes beyond just simply what the typical corporate structure of, let's say, the 1950s, you know, which is kind of where corporate uh, culture originated. What are some of those ideas that are going to be evergreen, that it doesn't matter whether we're doing it on Zoom uh, I'm, I'm doing a bad journalistic thing. I'm asking two questions at once, but how would, how, how does that adapt to the changing realities of how we interact with each other 
you know, Zoom, uh, working at home, four day weeks, all that sort of thing. Does that make right. sense? Right. No, it does. It does. You know, your your medium of connection may have changed. You may not be seeing your coworkers every day. Uh, you may be sitting on a Zoom window. And I tell you, people forget. They think that on a Zoom video, they can go off video. But I tell you, you lose connection. And um, you can be away from your teammates. And I know people have, uh, they like the hybrid lifestyle. They do like it. And it's fine. And it may be here to stay. But I can see the pendulum going backwards a little bit uh, from where it was around the great resignation. But um, And this is what I used to coach even when I was a corporate employee. Show engagement even on a Zoom window. If you look checked out with not enough light on your face, you're not giving out that energy and the vibe. You may have given out if you run across somebody near the coffee bar at work, right? So people have to be very cognizant. Now, you don't have to be on super alert all the time. But, you know, just because you get off a call doesn't mean you don't pick up the phone and chat with a friend. So there are extra steps people have to take to keep that connection and the bond. And remember, um, um, the transactional relationship that it could easily evolve into a transactional relationship that technically is not going to be very fulfilling and it won't even guarantee career success. You need allies to get ahead. So please try to build meaningful connections, not transactional. Oh, I need something from you. I'll call you now. Um, try to build that bond. Take the time. Even if you think you're busy, prioritize better. Make some time to build solid connections. So I think that it's different. Like it's easier at work when you run into somebody in the cafeteria. You don't do that anymore. So you need to spend the time to pick up the phone and have a conversation. But of course, make sure that they are free to talk. Um, even even sharing the news of the day or something you watched on TV, all these little things build that connection, that common ground. You know, So you may not be together face to face, but look for ways to build that bond. Now, then I think that's wise advice. Uh, as you know, the mantra of this uh, podcast is uh, connection before content. It's not that the content doesn't matter. It's that without the connection, the content won't matter. And that's true in the corporate environment as well. I like what you're saying there about this has always been the case. It's just that now we have to be a little more conscious about making those connections. And it's not fluff. It's not, um, I don't know, it's, it's not extra. It, it, it's at the core of what we do as humans and doing business with each other. So true. My God, I love that, by the way, connection before content. It is so true. I tell you, you don't build lasting connections. And um, so you need people. You need people in your inner circle, your influence sphere, because, you know, um, I'll, tell you, I'll give you a small example. Uh, when you're very busy, people tend to only respond to their bosses, but not their peers or somebody else asking for help. Now, of course, be mindful of your own priorities. But I feel if you don't help somebody a couple of times, right, and you ignore them, that person could then go talk about you not being helpful to somebody else. And this could eventually hurt your progress across the company. So this is where it is so important to have allies in a company to help your career progress. And when I say don't, like, it's not strategic. It's strategic, yes, but build bonds and be helpful have that service mentality, whether you're outside the corporate world or inside the corporate world, do that. It'll really pay dividends. And it all comes to connection, Don, all connection. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you need people speaking well about you when you're not in the room. Indeed. That's Indeed. Important, important uh, lesson, you know. 
I know there's a, a truism. I'm, I'm, I've not seen research that supports it, but experience seems to, that because humans are, are wired for the negative survival or, or whatever, uh, that it's something like five positive interactions or eight positive interactions in order to offset one negative interaction. You know, I'm, I, you, you can spend years building up a reputation and blow it with one bad day. Oh, and you know, that, that is so true. And by the way, people also have this thing called recency bias. Your yes. last experience with somebody could dictate their opinion. You could have been super good to them before, but if they had one bad experience. So that's why intentionality, before you pick up the phone, talk to somebody, think, what's your objective? Because mm-hmm. you can so mess it up on autopilot and then somebody won't have nice things to say about you. So, um, so always compose yourself. Don't be so busy because when you're too busy, you don't think about all this. So managing your time well gives you time to breathe before you pick up the phone or you call somebody on your Zoom connection. Do that because then you know you're, you're creating your brand, your reputation, and not ruining it. And if you make a mistake, please own up to it. People love it. Do not just sit, uh, deflect blame. All these little things people do without thinking about it. You know, somebody else's problem. <laughs> so, but you're right. Um, so you're right. It could take a lot of like negative bias, like you said. You just have, yeah. need one bad incident to ruin your your whole reputation. Oh yeah, and and not to make people paranoid about that kind yes. of thing. And in fact, <laughs> well, one of the things that that I think you're talking about that's really effective is you're you're saying yes, it's strategic, but this is not the primary focus. Your primary focus is being a good person, you know, because if you're doing it in order to make people like you, it tends to backfire anyway. If yeah. you just focus on being an effective human then these benefits kind of take care of themselves. Our, our friend Bob Bird, you know, talks about, uh, he's talking about money, but I think this principle still applies. He says money is like the thunder that follows the lightning of service. Oh, In other words, money wow. comes as an effect. And so yes. reputation is an effect of simply taking care of people. Is that a way to put it? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yes, that's absolutely it. That is absolutely it. So it, you know what? You see how universal this theme is? It's like it, it goes across the board. doesn't oh, matter I, the environment. You know? Absolutely. Um, we're, we're gonna, I'm not worried about our time since this is an extra episode. But on the other hand, I think we probably need to wrap things up pretty soon. Uh, I, I want to ask you, what is something that you would like people to know about the book? that we may not have brought out already, you know, a feature about it or um, uh, something that that makes it particularly useful, unique. What would you like for people to know that we haven't brought out already? Thank you. Thank you for that question. The book is really very unique. And I tell you the way I address some of the problems, it's the problems are universal. People know what the problem is. The problem is dissatisfaction with your current state of affairs at work, right? That's your problem. But the solution this book offers is kind of a little unconventional and unique. And by the way, the most important word is it's simple because nothing in that book is complicated. It's easy to follow. There are stories and a framework step by step. Every step builds on the step prior. So everything you learn in one step, the second step builds on it. And when you apply this framework, 
but that took you will get results but if you do it consistently the thing is inconsistent application doesn't help anybody in any sphere so it's a framework it's very practical very doable and not only do you become a better professional you become a better person um, you're effective in all domains of your life not just work so that's something special you, i'm addressing and focusing it as a professional growth book but all the life skills you learn in this life skills framework applies across the board so it's a strong foundation for you no matter where your career takes you in the future so this is something that will stay with you and you'll just become a much more seasoned wise person if you just apply these steps and so in a book in a nutshell my book is a how to book which is not a typical self help category you ha- you have regular chapters in most books this is truly a um, a how to book think of it as a recipe book <laughs> with steps uh that get you to where you your future self the vision you have for yourself the somebody who's successful who's feeling fulfilled in their job so that's what i think sets this book apart and of course all the stories and examples that are throughout the book you know very good so make sure that people know especially those audio only the name of the book is lucky you and the subtitle is an insider's guide to achieving success and finding fulfillment in the corporate world a little little different emphasis than we see in a lot of business books these days about going out on your own not that that's a bad thing but a lot of folks are going to stay in that corporate environment. So here is a way to thrive. Now, Vidi, I didn't set this up ahead of time. We have, um, you know, we're going to put the the link to the book in the show notes, but uh, I usually ask people if they want to follow up with you, how's the best way to get in touch. And so I don't have the graphics, but let's tell people how to get in contact with you if they want to uh, follow up. Right. Easy. Just email me at Vidya at VidyaRaman.com. Or you can easily find me on LinkedIn uh, with the handle Vidya Raman. Very easy to find. You just connect with me, and then you can message me. Absolutely. Okay, very good. And again, for folks who are on uh, audio only, Vidya is V-I-D-Y-A, and your last name is not like the noodles. It's R-A-M-A-N, right? Correct. It's pronounced as the noodles, but spelled differently. Okay. We want to enable people to get in touch if they would like to. Well, I really appreciate you coming on here the day before the big launch and uh, good luck with those numbers. Uh, as you say, there have been a few people that were able to get a hold of it early. I was one of those people, but I haven't had time to read it yet. So I'm looking forward to that today. And uh, folks, we would encourage you to to uh, look into that book and look into bringing video into your corporation to talk about this. So uh, once again, Vidya, thank you. And we'll uh, put you in the green room for just a moment while we wrap things up. All right, folks. So as we said, this is an extra, extra episode. Uh, so, you know, not not our typical format. But on the other hand, it does fit in with what we're doing. And so uh, just a little reminder that typically 10 a.m. live on Wednesdays, that's 10 a.m. Eastern time, we will be right here with the Alignment Show coming up this Wednesday. We have Mitch Creighton, who is going to be with us. Uh, Mitch is a travel expert, and uh, he's a friend of, of videos and mine. Um, I didn't know his backstory. I didn't know what he went through in order to get to where he is now. And so we're looking forward to having that conversation this Wednesday. But whenever you join us, if you're watching replays, if you're joining live 
We hope that the Alignment Show provides some basis to help you live your values and value your life. We will see you next time on the Alignment Show. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness. And remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.